Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. Good morning, church. Again, we're uh, in our series of uh, Full Armor of God. Today, we're going to talk about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. Um, Let's uh, read Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all that, To stand firm. Stand. You know, stand is... Hold your ground, folks. Stand. Therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the uh, the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with that which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance making supplication for all the saints. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and, and having all done, done that, to stand firm. I'm, I'm, I'm just reading, I'm sorry, I started, uh, went back to verse 13. Why do we do this? Why do you think this is even in here? Right? We, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit, Right? Now we're talking about the full armor of God. Why is this needed during this time? It's right now we are living in a time of our sanctification as believers, right? We're living in the time of sanctification. We are not on a cruise ship. We're on a battleship. It is a battle. We are always need to be 
ready to stand. It's, I love that, how it has all those stands right along with each other. We should never yield. We should never give ground. And I think that's what we, we all deal in our lives with complacency at times. Um, but, you know, what does it say? Satan is like a tiger or a lion that's crouching, ready to attack, right? When do lions attack? They don't go full front onto to, to their prey. They sneak up behind it, nice and slow. And that gazelle's like drinking out of the water, thinking, hey, life's good. And next thing you know, the jaws are around its neck. So we've got to be ready to stand. And uh, today we're going to talk about the belt of truth and the breast, uh, breastplate of righteousness. First, the uh, belt of truth. So, what is truth? Does that, 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 does that sound familiar? Uh, you know, some high Roman uh, asked that, right? Uh, in John eighteen thirty-seven through 38... It said, and Pilate said to him, so you are the king? And Jesus answered, you say that I am king. For this purpose, I was born. And for this purpose, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. And Pilate looked at him square in the eyes. And said, and he missed it all. He missed it all. He said, what is truth? What is truth? Truth does not obviously matter to this fallen world. Truth is whatever you want to believe it is in this world, right? Uh, and, 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 and you hear the contempt for, you know, the truth by what difference does it make, right? Um, because the lost soul is bitter and indifferent, and they can never know the truth. So, what's to you know? So, we're kind of getting into the whole idea of what's truth. Uh, you know, if you haven't noticed, since 2020, we've been in the battle for truth. What what is what has been the what has been the line drawn in the sand? It's science, right? Of, of what 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 is truth and. Um, the word science means knowledge, and, and we tend to have a restricted view of the word as if knowledge only applies to, the, to you know, empirical measurements, right? Um, you know, besides material knowledge, we also have to take into account the formal truth. Um, the, the, the science of theology provides the necessary presupposition. I got to use one of those $1,000 words, right? The, 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 uh, the necessary presupposition for modern science and present the truth of the gospel. And I, I, I know a lot of you have, have listened to a lot of great Christian apologists that their focus, Anthony's great, right? When, when he comes here, uh, you know, he takes the science and matches it to the Bible, right? That it is truth. Somewhere along the line, Christians gave truth up to the world. We did. 
it's it's you know we you know what what what's what's their what's their what do they stand on science it's science yet that science is built upon some person's thoughts and guesses and presuppositions right lies right right i mean i i can't i can't help but notice the i i my news feed has been filled with you know all the different places going back to the mask and it's not the government saying to do it right but it's just you know this fear they're they're striking fear into the hearts of people again and applying the whole we got to have that mask on right um all truth is god's truth all truth real truth is god's truth and that in all that truth meets at the top everything below it falls away all of man's knowledge um it's god's truth through his word and um if, if science contradicts religion, or if religion contradicts science, at least one of them must be wrong, right? At least one of them must be wrong. There have been many times in history where the scientific community has corrected the Bible, not corrected the Bible, right? But maybe a poor, a poor uh, interpretation of the Bible, right? Um, and they'll use that as, as a wedge to get in their false doctrine of the world. Um, bottom line is, all truth belongs to God. Man's truth is, is bound in his own worldview based on conjecture and baseless reality. I mean, how many people will listen in depth to a gentleman that comes up in a lab coat and a goatee in a German accent and says, you must do this. And everybody's like, yeah, that guy knows what he's talking about. He's you know, obviously articulate. He's awfully learned, right? Where did he gain his truth from, right? There's two worldviews. I mean, there's two views. There's the worldview and there's the biblical worldview, Right? And where do we look our sources from the scripture? That's where we should look at things, right? And, and that's where we also gain our knowledge of truth. Um, so use the belt of truth to hold up all of your apologetics. We just, you know, we were just out at the fair. And trust and understand that ultimately truth only comes from our creator. Now, one thing that was uh, kind of interesting while I was doing this study, and, and if, if, if you look at a lot of uh, uh, things written about this passage, you, know, you always go back, and I think there's always a reference, and I, and I have it in here, and I'm going to talk about it. You always have the reference to the Roman soldiers, right? Because we're talking about the full armor of God. But... Uh, you know, and that's what was prevalent during the day, right? Who was walking around in armor at that time? The Roman guard, right? The swords, the breastplates, the, the belts, the, the whole thing. But I also thought, my goodness, the Israelites had a rich history of men 
who fought for them and did the same thing, right? So I, I just, I just, I'm just throwing that out there as an extra for me because that was my hallway, going down the hallway, going like, wait a minute. Everybody always gives the full armor to the benefit of the Romans when, when, you, when you look at um, uh, different teachers. But I thought, well, no. How many warriors did Israel have? And they went out, and, and, and they were ready for battle. I, I go back to David, right, in, in King Saul's armor. You know, it was too heavy for him. He, 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 he just couldn't do it. But, yeah. Um, so ancient Roman soldiers wore a leather apron. I mean, I think we all can have that visual, right, of, 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 of the Roman soldier. Uh, to protect their thighs from attack from their foes. And this piece of armor was a counterpart to what we're talking about as, as the belt of truth. Without God's truth, we have no support. That belt cinches up and holds up everything that you're wearing. Your protection, that loin protection, your sword is connected to that, right? Um, so that's cinching up everything. And, and, and that's where truth is upheld. Um, we remain completely vulnerable and are left effectively with no legs to stand on. And what's Paul keeps on saying? Keeps on saying, stand, stand, stand. No legs to stand on if we lose the truth of the gospel. If we lose the truth of the gospel, we have the bottom cut right out from under us. Our feet are just chopped out right from underneath us if we don't have that truth. And, uh, and it would leave us to be unable to withstand this, the assaults of the false doctrine and half-truths. I, I see that as a big problem today in uh, you know, the evangelical church, as, as you say. Um, the truth isn't being preached because they don't why? Because they don't want to offend anybody, right? And they want large congregations. They want people to give. They want people to feel good about themselves. That's not truth. That isn't truth. That's, that's evil. That, that's lies, right? So let's take on that belt of truth. And, and that's a central point of the whole outfit, right? Of the full armor of God. Next, we're going to talk about the breast. Uh, the breastplate of righteousness. Um, Christians must also wear the breastplate of righteousness as part of the soldier's army. What does it protect? It protects your vital organs, right? That breastplate. Um, from what? Arrows and other blows, axes. I mean, we've all seen, you know, medieval fights and, and such like that. What that armor does, uh, you know, I, my, my mind went back to uh, Lord of the Rings, Right. You know, those, those battles that they had and the armor that they were wearing and such. Um, so commentators, it's really interesting. So reading the comment uh, is, is that disagree on whether the righteousness here is imputed righteousness of Christ by which we are justified. And, and the verse that, that I'll use for that is 2 Corinthians 5.21 where it says, For our sake... He made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Right? Um, but on the other side, uh, you know, w when, when we look at this, 
is it um, is, is it is it is it imputed righteousness of Christ, or is it just righteousness that we deal with, which is the it's still imputed upon us, but it's the righteousness that it's not the righteousness that we receive at salvation, but the righteousness that we live our lives by because we're saved, right? You know, works without faith is, is dead. We're going to get into that. James 2, 14 uh, through 26 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or a sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to him, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? Right? So James, kind of like with Paul, a little sarcasm there, right? And it should hit home, right? So also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say to you, you have faith, I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac to the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled saying that Abraham believed God, And it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so is faith apart from works is dead. So you, when you look at this, when you look at the, what the righteousness means here, I, I, I believe, in, in, Pastor, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's a little, I think it's both. I think we're talking about both with the breastplate of righteousness. I think it's, it's a reminder that we the righteousness was given to us by Christ and that we also need to be righteous in our life that is spirit given, right? Right, right. So um, I, I just thought that was interesting. In my studies, I saw, I saw both popping out, right? You know, oh, it's the righteousness of Christ. No, it's the righteousness that you have in you and it's your works. And, and it's just like, you know, so they, they, they gave those two examples. But, I, you know, I, I believe, you know, Paul here is talking about both. Do you want to say? No, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the righteousness of Christ imputed to the Christian, which then produces practical righteousness of both. Amen. Which is why you have all the behavioral mandates in the book of Ephesians. You have those in the world. Right, right. Um, 
understanding that God has declared us righteous by faith alone encourage us to, is to what? To repent and to keep fighting after we fall. We don't just give up, right? We, there are times that, you know, you, you, you heard, I lost the battle, but you didn't win the war. You know, it's just the battle that you're going through. We've all had battles where we've probably failed miserably, right? But the war's not over. The war's not over. While we're walking this earth as, as believers, we are in a constant battle. This is going to be battle after battle after battle. Um, and uh, practicing righteousness makes us better able to resist sins that would detract us from um, our mission. Right? It, it's just practicing righteousness and, and that is not easy. I can say that is not easy because our flesh, there is that battle there, right? We're proud people. And that proud, pride has to be killed, right? In order for us to practice that righteousness. You know, today people want to deny the existence of absolute truth. There is no absolute truth. Kind of like Pontius Pilate. What is truth? Truth. That's been going on through the ages for unbelieving man. They can never understand what real truth is. And instead of embracing teachings that say personal righteousness is, they say personal righteousness is an indifferent matter. You know, it's, it's just, it's terrible because it's just like now, where are your moral standards? How can you stand? Anything can go. Uh, it's almost as crazy as saying a school teacher can help a young child get mutilated without the parent's permission. Who would think we'd ever be at that today, right? Um, yet, without truth of the gospel and the zeal for holiness, we will be ill-prepared to battle foes that try to thwart us, that try to come against us. We've got to understand that truth. How do we understand that truth? By reading, by praying, by listening to the sermons, right? It is, it is a practice. This is, this is a daily act. We should never, you know, I talked about uh, in, in the intro, uh, situational awareness, it says that we need to be aware at all times. It's when we grow complacent and let our guard down, that's when we're easily attacked. That's when we let sin in. That's when we, uh, ah, that's not that bad. You know, I'm not as bad as that other person. You know, those, those type of thoughts creep into your head. So, in the end here, we... Let us stand firm for both truth and righteousness that we learned today. The belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness. And we will always fight on God's side. How do we do this? Repenting of sin and believing the good news of the gospel. That's why it's so important to constantly hear the gospel. Even as believers, that is something that we need to hear daily in our lives. Um, I, I, that, that's a new concept to me since coming to this church, right? You know, to me, you know, hearing the gospel was a one-time thing when you were converted. 
It's not. We need to constantly be reminded of we're saved and how we were saved and what were we saved from. And uh, many people, you know, say uh, we're saved from ourselves. We're saved from the devil. No, you're saved from the wrath of God. You're saved from the wrath of God. Um, this is this is this is going to be a good study. I, I, I'm already excited that we're in here, and and I've always been a big fan of military, being a military brat. Right, my dad was in 26 years. Uh, yeah, everybody knows Pete was in four or five years. I forget five, uh, and I've always had high respect. And to draw these lines and these analogies to this, it really pulls pulls my interest in. And um, we need to stand. We need to stand. And sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it is not easy. And uh, we need to be ready for that battle, that daily battle that we all roll through. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Illyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.